Hey everybody, welcome back to the Bullocker Podcast. I'm Moose Lundstrom. And I'm Adam Vokey. Adam Vokey back again. Again. What's going on, brother? Not much. No? Nope. I, uh, I gotta tell you a funny story, before we, we'll, we'll get into it here in a second though, uh, about the power of the bullhucker and why I need to, to rein in that power sometimes, okay? <laughs> I need to rein it in, brother. And uh, by the way, we're at uh, Bullhucker Studio. Yep, in the basement of the Brush Emporium. In the bowels of the Brush Emporium. <laughs> uh, thank you, Brush Emporium, by the way, 210 Clayton Street. We're going to talk about you a little bit later because we'd like to talk about the Brush Emporium and how great it is. But yep. we have a guest today. We do have a guest. What's going on, Travis Freeman? How are you? I'm doing awesome, man. Yourself? I'm doing good. Thank you. you. Kicking butt. All right, we have a... Uh, here's the embarrassing part. I should have asked you your official title. You're in charge of all the uh, EMS and all that good stuff. I am. I'm the director for the Morgan County Ambulance Service here in Morgan County, Colorado. That's what I kind of would have guessed, but I thought maybe it's a fancier title or a not fancy title. <laughs> I don't mess it up. So They call me the mascot. So The mascot. Yeah, I'm the mascot of the agency. I'm going to lush on this guy for a few minutes. Uh, during COVID, I told the story during a state council meeting, I had a family member who had it pretty bad, and Travis was the... Uh, paramedic who showed up to uh help them and uh my my family member was not cooperative at all uh pissed off said a lot of horrible things to you and you yeah. just trudged on like okay well, it's all right would you like me to help you get him it's in like, the car and take him over there? Like, is that all you got yeah. come on man come on yeah. Yeah. as they yelled i mean they were yelling and screaming my at me mom too. said that to me this morning as i left the house come on come on so uh but no you were amazing the whole time man so thank I, you i was proud to call you a friend man so thank you I'm, i appreciate that i'm super excited to have you on the podcast uh, also, I'm, I'm got to be good friends with your family or your folks over the years. So, Absolutely, they're yeah. wonderful people. You do have kick-ass parents, man. Old Tony and Sandy. Mm-hmm. You, you know Tony. I, and Sandy. Yeah, I know. I met Sandy. Uh, I can't remember. It was either Christmas or Thanksgiving. We were both working. She used to work at Walmart. Yep. She still does. She still does. Yeah, and uh, we were at the break room, and I sat down to her. I never met this woman in my life. It was disgusting I had to be there, and so was she. And so we just vented at each other. <laughs> this complete stranger. I'm like, you know what sucks? She's like, I'll tell you what sucks. And that's, <laughs> that's how our friendship started. So, um, But uh, real quick, I want to tell you a story. This happened to me uh, yesterday. Uh, it was actually my birthday yesterday, and I'm getting all these texts Happy and birthday. stuff. Thank you. Uh, and so the last time we had a podcast with Matt... I can't remember which podcast it was. We make, they make fun of me for being old all the time because I am, right? Because one thing, one lesson I've learned during this birthday is when now I'm old enough to when someone says, oh, it's your birthday, how old are you? I just come out and tell them because I don't say, well, how old do you think I am? Because it's never a complimentary answer. <laughs> <laughs> it's never. That's I, fair. It is fair. It man. happens to me all the time. No, you're a young man. Somebody the other day was like, how old are you? And I was like, how old do you think I am? She goes, I think you're at least like 34. How I just turned 27. Okay. I was going to say. He's like being nice. I will straight up throw this chick under the bus because I was there. It was Casey. The Casey's <laughs> graphics. God, Casey, you're the worst, bud. The worst. I mean, I'd let her come on and start talking trash if she ever had the balls to come on. What's up? <laughs> well, I saw him and I was all, you ready for Friday? And she's all, Friday? What's Friday? Why didn't I get involved? I invited. I want to go. I go, you yep. have been invited. She's like, what? I go, the podcast? She's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so... uh Back to the beginning of the, the, the story. Uh, they made fun of me. And then Matt goes, you have to go home and watch Murder, She Wrote, and blah, blah, blah. I go, yeah, I love Angela Lansbury. I think she's fantastic. I said, man, I'd like to see her topless. And, I, you know, that's about how sexy she is. And so Sherman Cage, you sick bastard, somehow found topless pictures of Angela Lansbury when she's a young woman. It wasn't Murder, She Wrote. It was Booby She Showed. And I was like, I was like you know what? But okay. All right. <laughs> I was photoshopped or not, but I opened it up and I was like, "Oh my god, where did Joe Sherman do it?" <laughs> so I have to be very careful. 
what I asked for on this podcast because people you will find it and send it to me. So you got to be very careful, man. Or, if, you know, that's yeah. so anyway, um, if you're new to the podcast, welcome to the Bullhugger podcast. What we do here is we bring on a guest. Today is Mr. Travis Freeman. Travis is going to tell us three stories about his life. Now, here's the kicker. Only two of these stories are true. One's actually made up all the way. It's either part true, part false, or it's a borrowed story. Now, Travis, don't go into a lot of detail. What is it? Is it a borrowed story? All the way made up or part true, part false? It's a borrowed story. It's a borrowed story. The worst one, dude. Yeah. Yeah, those are rough. That's, uh, that is tough because uh, it's a true story. Just somebody else's true story. Somebody else's. <laughs> How is the uh, ambulance life treating you, Travis? It's good. It's busy. Um, busy in ambulancing is not always the best thing, but we're seeing record numbers here in Morgan County with numbers of calls. Um, we just hired a bunch of new staff, which has been great. We're training them. Um, and I'm I'm going on my 11th year here with Morgan County Ambulance. Seriously? Yes. Wow. Yeah, time flies by, doesn't it? Yeah. It really does, man. It does. It's good. It's really good. I'm I'm really proud and privileged to be where I'm at. Proud to have the staff and friends right. that I do, and it's great. Uh, I've been hunting you down to do the podcast. They really want to have you on here. Carrie Ankrum is actually like, you know, be good as Travis Freeman. And when you came to talk to the city council, I kept thinking like, ask this dude. Ask the, uh, an EMT. He's got to be amazing to listen to stories from. You know, and uh, I came to the the. Uh, what is it here? The, the the barn is that what you guys call it? Yeah, the station. Yeah, okay. And uh, I was looking for you, and I, I opened the door. I said, "Hey, is Travis, you're like, no. Are you okay? Is everything okay?" I'm like, "I'm okay, okay." You know, what I'm saying like, calm down. You know, they were on me like white on rice, bro. They were ready to do their damn job. So God bless those kids. That's you good. Know? That's that, good. That is good. You know? At least they weren't napping, right? Yeah. <laughs> this fat bastard. Something's got to be wrong. Look at him. I'm breathing hard because I had to walk ten steps. Okay, that's a <laughs> blood pressure cuff on you before you could even ask for Travis. <laughs> Give me compressions. I'm like, I'm not hurting. You know, get off me. So, but it's it's what's record. What's what's going on? Do you think? Um, well, I mean, as Morgan County grows and as we're seeing um, kind of populations change, we're seeing increased call volumes. And um, as you know, our hospitals out here don't have a lot of specialties that patients might need. So we're taking those patients up to the front range, oof. Denver, Fort Collins. Um, and so as we see the population grow, we're starting to see call volumes increase and it's usually about five to 10% a year. So, uh, right now at the end of this week, we'll see 1,800 calls for the year so far, Wow, um, Wow. which we're up about a hundred calls from last year right now. That's nuts, dude. Uh, yeah. And I know there's, uh, some funding we got to figure out as a community. There is. We're working on a Morgan County Ambulance Sustainability Work Group. And kind of our goal with that is to really figure out what our goals are for the next five to ten years. Perfect. And how we're going to sustain EMS to make right. sure that when you call 911, we're going to be there. Okay. No, that's, that's, I mean, you're, you're a service we can't get along without, man. No, absolutely. And it's, it, we find that it's one that people don't generally think about until right. you need us. You're, you're right. You're, you're a million percent right. Right now, cities. Uh, well, you know what? We're going to talk about this after the stories. How about that? Deal. We'll 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 dive into that. Are you ready to tell some stories? I am, Travis. Are you Freeman. ready to hear some? Oh, absolutely, bro. Adam, you want to name them off? Yeah, we've got. Oh, and by the way, Adam, you can make a choice on whether you like to name them off how they're spelled or what they actually are. <laughs> Listen, I'll, I'll go I'm with... a paramedic, not an English teacher. <laughs> I'll, I'll go with intent. Um, we've got fugitive. Bedpans and stolen pickup. Easy peasy. I love it, man. Yep. Well, man, well, you were here last time. I was. Well, you want to pick first or you want me to pick first? Um, I'll pick first. All right. I'll go with uh I'll go with fugitive. Fugitive. All is. right. Um, so this story dates back 
11 years ago. I was 16 years old. Um, and did you guys ever play Fugitive growing up? I don't think so. Are you familiar with it? We might have called it something different. It though, may so. have been something different. So in high school, we played a game called Fugitive. And uh, me and a bunch of my friends were hanging out every weekend, right? We were um, going out, watching movies. This weekend, for example, we were camping. And we were camping in one of my friends' yards. And it was her birthday. So we're having this birthday party for her. Um, none of us had been drinking. And we're just chilling, you know, having a good time. We had a bonfire. You stick to your story, man. We well, don't, we don't my, judge here on the bull. Listen, it's my story. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, you know, roasting marshmallows, doing those things. And, um, it was over in Fort Morgan and one of the, uh, trailer parks there in Fort Morgan. And, uh, we decided that we're gonna, we're getting kind of bored and we wanted to play a game and that game happened to be fugitive. So one person, um, is driving a vehicle. And you're driving around trying to find all of your friends. Like an actual vehicle. They're, they're an actual vehicle. Okay, okay. So my fiance's son just did this like two nights ago in Kearney, Nebraska. She was telling really? me about this. She goes, yeah, they start at Yanni Park and they go to Sunrise Park. I'm like, that's like six miles away. Yeah. I'm all, how's he going to get back? That was my biggest thing. How's he get back to his car? That's, that was my biggest concern. <laughs> I'm lost. Explain, so, explain the rest of the future to me. So you have point A and point B. Okay. Right? Um, the goal of the group of friends is to get from point A to point B without being caught. The person driving the vehicle is the one that's driving around trying to find them, and they're the fugitives. So wow. the one in the vehicle is kind of like a cop. Yeah. Wow. Looking for the fugitives. Travis, let's let's do a little visual something here. Uh, does that sound like a game one of us would play? <laughs> Uh, I'm not running from maybe. nothing. I'm not running. From I mean, nothing. you don't really have to run. I'm the coward who gives himself up. <laughs> you could be driving. Uh, fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, so it was my turn. I was I was going to be driving, and I was like, "Man, I'm 16 years old, right?" Except I'm using my friend's car, um, and my friends take off, and we had set a boundary, kind of a perimeter in the in the trailer park because we didn't want people to leave. There wasn't much room elsewhere. So they're all running around, and I found one of my friends. I pick her up. She's got one of those big mag lights, right? Right. And she's helping me at this point. So she's already in the car. She's trying to help me out. She's shining this flashlight around. It's like 1230 at night. Um, We find another friend. We just keep driving around. There's 10 of us, okay? Um, We eventually find everybody, and... She's shining this flashlight around trying to find everybody. They're like behind bushes. They're running through people's yards. Just doing like crazy things that we probably should not have been doing. Right, right. So we we get back to my my, uh, friend's house, except all of us are in the car. And mind you, it's not an SUV. And there's 10 of us. What kind of car is it's it? It's a sedan. <laughs> <laughs> like an old school sedan? Um, it was a, a Chevy Malibu. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, so I'm driving. There's somebody sitting in the center console, somebody in the passenger seat, four people in the back seat, one laying across them, right. three inside the trunk. <laughs> and I, th- I can't remember, but I think we had one person on top. boy. And I'm driving. Right? So this thing is like... Down to the ground, we're just scraping ass end all the way to this friend's house. Sure. So we pull up, a cop's behind us. I'm freaking out. Yeah. Right. I'm 16 years old, and I think it was the first six months of getting my license. So the first six months, you're not supposed to have anybody else in the vehicle with you except for family, and you can have a passenger, right? Right. I have these 10 people in the car, and I'm driving. So we get out, 
and we all get out at the same time and we pop the trunk and there's three more that get out of there, right? <laughs> so it's like clown car, right? There's all of these people, all these like high school kids getting out and we line up. It looks like, like a border check, right? Yes. <laughs> Except, you know, you got me that gets out of the driver's seat, right? So we get out, we're lined up in front of this cop car and uh, he's just going down one at a time. And I'm I'm not on the ambulance service yet at this point. And so I didn't know all of the cops yet. And uh, if I did that, if I tried to do that now, you know, I'd unfortunately know everybody. Right, but right. he's going down the line and he's like, what's your name? Where do you live? What's your name? Where do you live? He gets to me and he's like, Travis Freeman. Yep, that's my name. And he's like, we're going to have a conversation. Oh, no. So he keeps going down the line and he goes, where are your parents at? I was like, they're actually up in Blackhawk right now. Um, please don't tell them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we were honest, you know, we're like, we're playing fugitive. And he goes, well, I'm playing too. And you guys just got caught. Oh. <laughs> well played officer. Well yes. played. Yeah. yeah. It was Chris Laporte. Oh. Um, so he was the one that pulled us over. Nice, nice. And, uh, what's uh, up, Chris Laporte? Yeah. What's up, buddy? <laughs> I was, I was, uh, you know, he had somebody else with him and I told him, I was like, man, I wasn't driving. Right. And he's like, are you sure you weren't driving? And I was like, no, I wasn't driving. Cause I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to get in trouble. I got you. My friend took the fall for me. Uh, what's, and he's it, what's like, your friend's name? Uh, it's J.R. Mylander. Well, what's up, J.R.? You're a good man. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so I told him, I was like, I appreciate you for taking the fall for me. And he just gave us a warning. He's like, listen, you guys can't do this anymore. Yeah. Um, I know you guys are just having fun, but people called because you were shining their flashlight mm. in their houses. And I look over at my friend Ariana Lehman and I was like, you know, you can't shine the flashlight in people's houses. And she's like, I don't know. (laughs) I'm like, why would they be hiding in somebody's house? Right, right, right. Because they're good at this game. Apparently. (laughs) Because some people are in it to win it. That's why they are. Yeah, they're just getting in people's houses trying to hide. Um, So he leaves and maybe a week goes by probably. Maybe not that long. My parents come back into town. I didn't tell them. I didn't say anything to them. I was like, maybe if I just, you know, I'm 16 years old and I don't want to get in trouble. So I'm like, maybe I just brush this under the rug. No. Chris goes out to the port of entry where my dad was working at the time and proceeds to tell my dad the whole story. And so my dad calls me and he's like, hey, uh, so I heard a story about last weekend. Right. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) And he goes, Chris stopped by the port of entry. Oh, no. Yep. So I was grounded for a month. Um, and had to drive my mom's minivan to high school. Nice. nice. <laughs> they call it the birth control van. That's because. Well, cause it you, worked. Yeah, you got knocking up in that thing. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> good, good. That's hilarious. It's, yeah. It sucks. That's the sucky part about being in a small town. Oh, yeah. You know everybody. Uh, when I was a senior in high school, we broke into the high school, 13 of us. Did you? And, you know, did our little senior pranks. Yeah. Wired, wired uh, zip tied all the lockers shut. Moved everything from the library. There was like a, the. Did you in Brush High School back in the day when they had like a little um, courtyard no. out there? We took everything from the library, put it in the courtyard like it was in the library. We'd spent some time here. Um, <laughs> and as the cops showed up, we just, I mean, split. Everybody just, you know, jetted. Uh, I have a friend. I'm going to, we'll call him Bob Jackson. Okay. For just because of the story. Um, we're all running. He goes to, let's see, go, how is it? The officer code came through the locker room. He goes in that little lobby of the locker room, looks him right in the eye. Then jets up to the stairs to the wrestling room to get away, and he hears Officer Code go, "Bob Jackson, stop!" Names him person, but he keeps running. 
I, you've already been positively ID'd, man. So <laughs> we, that's how we got busted, man. Because, yeah. Because he got caught. Well, I mean, basically, because, I mean, when he finally went home, guess what was waiting out in front of him? A uh, cop. A cop car. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, to talk to him about what happened. So when uh, we all turned ourselves in Yeah. after that, because, I mean, at that point, his mom called and says, they, they know. Jigs up. Yeah, jigs up. He's not taking the whole plane for you bastards. No. So, but, uh, and that was smart of her. She, they, were, they were awesome people. But but that's that's the part of the story is, Man, once he once he sees you in the eye, and, yeah. and, and old Bob, uh, just man, and he was a, he was a track guy too, man. So, so he, he could, could run, he could move his ass too. <laughs> like if he'd been like Larry Lundstrom, stop! I'd be like, you got me, dude. Just to be <laughs> and Larry's just gotten turned around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Officer Code? He's a good dude. So, but that's uh, what do you think about that one? That was good. I like that. Yeah, I've never heard about that game. Have I you? hadn't either until Brandy told me about it the other night, and then that's just kind of odd. Like two nights ago, we were talking about it. Yeah. Then you bring it up. I think they play so, it here in Brush. Really? I think it, yeah, it's, I think it's like a tradition here in Brush. But I had a friend, Tony, who used to like, I don't know why he would do this. He thought it was fun. If he'd be walking, he'd see a cop, he'd just start sprinting. He'd just run. That's not suspicious. Yeah, yeah. Dude, <laughs> he didn't do anything. He just thought it was funny. You know what I mean? So what's a cop going to do? Chase him. Yeah, dude, because you just start running for no reason, you know? So, yeah, then, then again, he ended up getting arrested a bunch in life. And, no. Man, what do you do? You so know, it was practice. Yeah. It was practice. Keep yeah. <laughs> <It was> pra- <laughs> your head on a swivel. That's my best time. That's my best time. Personal best. Personal best, everybody. Yeah, good for you. foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah. It took two seconds of tasering before I went down. Yeah. So I'm building a tolerance. <laughs> All right. That, that was a good story. I like those uh, small town stories. Those are awesome because it's it's something... Well, I tell people on this podcast all the time, like, I don't know about my stories. I'm like, you don't know how many people are going to relate to that story. Yeah. Probably a shitload of people. Oh, probably. They played that game and they're like, oh, yeah. And as they're listening, they're like, they, they, it makes them think of their fugitive stories. If you, know you played I mean? it, you know. Yeah. You know exactly what it is. Yeah. Because yep. you graduated what year then? 14. So, yeah, yes. I mean, that's, uh, you, you and I were celebrating our 20 year anniversary. <laughs> that's what I used to That was our 20 years high school reunion. <laughs> but see, it was just different back then. So that's why I figured if you just, we probably knew what it was, just call yeah. it something different. So, it was, yeah. Cause we come from the, uh, not P, PC <laughs> generation, man, where it might have had a very racial or disgusting name to it. Who knows? But it didn't. So, all right. That was Fugitive. Great story. So we have two left bedpans and stolen pickup. Now, Travis. There's always one I see that I want to hear the most, and I always leave that one for last. So instead, let's hear bedpans. All right. So as a paramedic, you know, I have a ton of different calls, right? And a ton of things that people ask me about that um, really kind of bring back memories, especially being on the ambulance for 11 years. Um, you probably name it. I've, I've maybe, maybe seen it, right? So um, I'm not going to... Uh, no patient care is involved in this story at all and nothing that dealt with patients is involved. But, um, this was a couple of years ago. I was at the station there in Fort Morgan and we covered the new Raymer district. So we go up to new Raymer and respond to 911 calls Mm -hmm. because there's no ambulance up there. So what happens is Weld County responds and Morgan County responds and whoever gets there first takes the call. Um, and then the other crew turns around and comes back. Well, me and one of my coworkers, we're uh, heading up to New Raymer for a 911 call. And we get to Highway 52 and County Road BB, I think it was, where we were at, or EE. So pretty far north. We're probably 20 minutes north. Right. We're almost to the Morgan County line. Well, the ambulance that we're in dies. And so we're like, crap, what are we going to do? Um, we pull over 
Uh, we turn it off, try and start it again. It won't start. It won't turn over. So we tell dispatch, hey, we're not going to be able to respond. And we ask them, do you have another ambulance that's responding? Can you confirm that an ambulance is going to this patient? They right. say yes. So I'm like, perfect. There's an ambulance pulling up on scene, going to take care of that person. But we're out of service, right? So we right. can't even, we can't do anything. Well, Justin Ryan gets out of the ambulance and he's like, let's take a look at it. Let's pop the hood. What's up, Justin Ryan? <laughs> I call, he still works there. Um, yes. I call uh, County Fleet Department. And I'm like, hey, we're broke down. I need you guys to send somebody out to take a look at this ambulance. It won't turn on. We've turned off the power, turned it back on. Nothing. Like, it just won't start, right? right, right. Um, so he gets out. He's like, I'm going to unhook the battery really quick, and I'm going to plug it back in. And we carry a few tools with us in case mm-hmm. we need to fix a couple of things. So he unhooks the battery, hooks it back up. It starts. I'm like, perfect. This is awesome. Right. Well, Fleet is already on their way up there, right? Because I already called them. So they're heading up there, and I had just had lunch before we left. So as we're leaving to head back downtown, back down to Fort Morgan, um, I'm driving. And you know whenever you just, like, eat something that just doesn't set well with oh, your stomach? You're preaching to the choir here. <laughs> yeah, I mean. dude. I, I had a cheeseburger. Not going to even name where it was from. But I had this food probably an hour before we left. We're on our way back, and I'm, like, white-knuckling it, right? <laughs> and I'm, like help <laughs> and justin's sitting over there typing his report and he looks over at me and he's like are you good i'm like no bro i'm not good dude. you didn't have a patient in the no patient okay, no patient okay. just me and him okay, okay. no we're completely out of service because we had to take this ambulance back to the fleet department okay. to be serviced and maintained look at right and i had more crews that were available so we were an extra crew okay um so we're not even like part of the mapping or like any part of the ambulance service right now we're just trying to get back into town right. <laughs> so uh we're still like way out there and uh i'm like oh god it's not good and uh like i'm like sweating man like i just don't feel good and i look over at him and i was like bro i'm i'm not good and he's like do you need me to drive and i was like no that's not gonna help <laughs> and so we're i'm like trying to get back as quickly as possible we get to an intersection and it's on a county road and i'm like up off the seat at this point like i am my ass is up off the seat and i was like turn that wheel real hard and i throw it in park and i was like bro i'm not gonna make it and i'm like jumping out of the ambulance and we keep bedpans in the ambulance right yeah, you do so just in case right and he's still sitting in the passenger seat. And I'm like, dude, you got to get out. And he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, you got to get out. Right. I I don't want you in the ambulance when this happens. <laughs> you don't want to witness this. <laughs> so, <laughs> I go around to the back. I crawl in the back. I find the bedpan underneath the, underneath the bench seat, right? And I grab this bedpan. And I was like, I really don't want to do this. Right. And so I do my thing. And I was like. I don't have, like, I'm just going to have to use some bandages as, like, toilet paper, right? Because, like, I don't have anything else in the back here except bandages. So I, like, finish up. I, like, bag it because we have, like, biohazard bags in the bag. So I'm, like. How fitting. Yeah. I mean, it works, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get out, and the fleet guy is standing right at the back doors. Oh, no. Oh, no. And he looks at me, and he's like, what's up, Travis? I was like nothing what's up with you <laughs> he's like you good i was like no <laughs> i'm not good 
And uh, so he's like, is it running? And I said, yeah, it's running. <laughs> and uh, so we get up front and go to drive back. And I was like, I'll just meet you at the shops, right? Yeah. I look over at Justin and his face is red. I'm like, I don't even know what to say. Like, what do you say after that? Right? Like, <laughs> what are you supposed to tell him to comfort him that like... I'm a man, right? And I just, I needed, I needed you, something. You tell him, look, man, is it, you're welcome, by the way. <laughs> you know, I could have just, I just done that saved you. you. I could have, you could have been riding shotgun through that whole little misery right there. But uh, no, I saved you, bro. I saved you, you know. His solution was for me to just squat down in the ditch next to the ambulance with all these cars passing by us. Done it. <laughs> Not in an ambulance, though, no, right? Like, no, no, you're no, not no. squatting next to an ambulance. So no. That would have probably looked really bad. Oh, buddy. Um, if, like, my ass is hanging out. <laughs> and uh, so, super embarrassing. I was I was so embarrassed. And we're driving back, and I'm, like, mortified at myself, right? Because I'm like, I'm human. You can't control something. No, man. No. I look back over at him, and this dude is rolling the window down. And his face is still red, and he just looks at me, and he's like, I'm not man enough for this. You might just have to let me walk. And I was like, <laughs> dude, I'm already embarrassed and you're making this more embarrassing, <laughs> right, but thank right, you. Right. Um, so we get back to the shop and we park it, right? Like this rig is out of service. It's got to be looked at. Maybe it's an alternator. Don't really know. Right. Um, so we get out and I throw that bag like in shops trash can. I don't tell them. I'm just like, I'm throwing it in there. Right. I open all the doors, all the windows, the back doors. Doesn't help. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> so shops comes out and they're like, I thought it was problem with the electrical. Why are all the doors open? And I'm like, oh, we just had a really bad patient. Like we, we had a really bad Something patient. Something bad just happened in yeah. the back of that ambulance. <laughs> Something, it's not good. So we get back to the station and now whenever we like go to do anything, Every single person at work is like, you need a bedpan? You got your, be- you got your bedpan? <laughs> they treat you like a child. They're like, you go potty before we go. I know. <laughs> you go potty. I'm not stopping. You go potty before we go. I mean, it happens, right? Like, yeah, oh, bud. It happens. And I was so mortified because I was like, could you imagine? Like, what if we did make it to the call? Like, what if we were in the patient's house? And I'm like, I'm not going to make it. Like, I got to take care of the patient. But like. I'm about to shit my pants. What was wrong with the patient, if I can ask? I don't even remember. Okay. Um, Weld County was way closer than we okay. were anyways. All right. They were just calling us to see if we had an ambulance to right, send. Right, right. And we're like, you know, halfway there or something like that. And I was like so mortified because I right. was like, all of these scenarios are running through my head. I was like, what if I didn't stop? Like, what if I didn't eat that lunch? <laughs> what if this? What if that? Can't live in the past. Can't live in the past essay. No, I can't, I can't fix it. So now it's just I make sure I have a bedpan. Dude, my th- the whole time I'm thinking, what if you did pick that dude up? Right. And he's bleeding out. And you pull over and he's like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Travis has got a shit. <laughs> <laughs> right? He's like, call the supervisor. Like, he is the supervisor. <laughs> he's the one running the show, man. I mean, we've had people like... I don't know. You know, we were encountered a bunch of different people, a bunch of different smells, different environments, oh, different I patients. Imagine. I can imagine. Um, and there's things that make you gag, right? Yeah. Like a, you catch a whiff of something and you're like, you, you start gagging, dry yeah. heaving. Yeah. People have thrown up on scene. Like they have to walk outside and throw up sometimes, which yeah. it happens, right? Like right. we're exposed to things that normal people should not be exposed right. to. Right. Um, on the flip side of that, there's a lot of emotion that, 
grasps us, you know, whenever we go on a call because we're, we're there to help people. We want to be there to help people, but they're human. We're human. We're doing a job and right. we want to get, provide the best service we can. And I think you have to take everything for a grain of salt. Just like this, things happen, right? Right. Um, just like throwing up on a scene, things happen. Right. And right. it's it doesn't make you any less human. It doesn't make you any worse at your job. Right. And things just happen. I was hauling a milk tanker back one day on 34, and I was driving by JD's, and I thought, you should probably try. You, there was a rumble a couple of miles back. But yeah. I thought, I'll be fine. I was not fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to pull over. Do you know what halfway between Brush and Akron that, where they have like the little truck pullover place? Yeah. Right on the county line? Yeah. <laughs> I pulled over, man. And so I got to squat down between two big-ass truck tires like I'm some <laughs> kind of white trash king. But just, you know what I'm saying? My ass between them thinking, please don't let me pull over right now, dude. It was horrible. I lost a great shirt that day, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You got to do what you got to do. It turns out in milk trucks, we don't carry bedpans. It's wild. I don't know. It's uh, weird. You probably shouldn't. I probably should now. I'll be like, hey, guys. Bedpans. I, I had a invest. great idea. Bedpans. They're like, just for you, loser. Whatever. <laughs> but no, I get it, man. Because it's just. Yeah, I'm you just like, know. Are you Are you kidding me? Are you. You know, you've been with your stomach for. Well, for me, it's been 48 years now. <laughs> you know, you think we know each other well enough to yeah. where you could talk to me stomach and be like, hey. If you drive five miles out of here, you're not gonna make it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna open the back door and right. just th- throw the trash at it. You know what I'm saying, bro? <laughs> so, yeah, it's tough, man. And then I have a Budweiser story that was my episode 50. You can hear my Budweiser story. It was, I might, you might come close to that story. It was pretty bad. So, yeah. I'll have to listen. Yeah, yeah. So it was pretty rough. What did you think about that one? That's good. It's relatable. I've never shit in the back of an ambulance, but. I know how the I'm not good thing feels. It's not good. <laughs> it's really not good. Right, right. There's a pretty famous comedian out of Denver, uh, Brett Tobler, who has irritable bowel syndrome. He's always talking about this. He's, his stories are great. I mean, it just got to that point, I think, with him where it just, it happens. And yeah. he just accepts it like, oh, shit, it is Tuesday. You know what I mean? So, uh, Dude, I mean, I've known people like other paramedics and EMTs that this has happened to. I've even known flight medics where they like oh, make easy. the pilot land. And they're like, bro, you got to land. And he's like, I can't just, where do you want me to land? We're not even close to anything. Yeah. And they're like, I don't care. Just <laughs> land. And so like in a field, just landing to do your thing. Right. <laughs> and it just happens. Cause we're like running for hours and hours and hours. And oh, even man. at work, right? Like you're driving truck and you're just going and going and going yeah, and trying geez, to be yeah. productive. And you gotta just be human sometimes. No, but <laughs> you can't control body functions. No. Man. The so. the bathroom at work in the uh the wash bay has a sign that says Larry's office in it. <laughs> <laughs> I can show you the TikTok, yeah. It was the Larry's office. Do not use if Larry's on premise. You know what I mean? Premises. So I get it, man. But awesome. I gotta tell you the guy that's the, the helicopter, just you know what I mean? Hook yourself in, tie yourself off, yeah. and then just lean over and just do it. Just birds, hang out. Birds do it to us all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> Yeah. Someone's like, that's a huge-ass bird. Oh my God. That went through my windshield. Son of a bitch. Why is there peanuts in it? Birds even ate peanuts. You know what, Adam? I got to tell you, there's always a story I always want to be true, and I really want this one to be what? I'm sure you do. No matter what, it is true. It's might be borrowed. Yeah, it's yeah that's borrowed, so actually it. There's, so. there's somebody just... We'll we'll get there though, and I do want to ask somebody some shit the ambulance. We just don't know who. <laughs> <laughs> right, all right. So we got one left. We got stolen pickup. All right. Um, one of my buddies, he owns a farm up north. Uh, Colton Baltazar. What's up, Colton Baltazar? And uh, he's up on T five, right? And fifty two and T five. 
Um, and so he farms, and him and his girlfriend go out there pretty regularly. You know, they're checking the water, checking the um, farm itself, because they don't actually live there, um, but they have a big shop. And so right. they're, they have all their equipment and all that stuff in there. And uh, he was at home. He lives over on Centennial, over in Fort Morgan, so on the west side of right. Fort Morgan. Right. And uh, he called me, and he's like, hey, dude, I'm not going to be able to go out to the farm tonight. Can you guys go out, check it out, um, make sure that the water's good, make sure the equipment's good. He's like, I'm doing um, lambs tonight. He was lambing. Okay. And uh, so me and his girlfriend get in my pickup. We drive out to his farm. And we're driving, like, we go up one road, we check the road, we drive around, um, make sure that everything's good, make sure the water's still flowing, which, again, paramedic, not a farmer. So I'm like, yeah, there's water flowing. I don't know. There's <laughs> corn's wet. Um, so, dude, I'm, you know, so, I'm, not, I'm yeah, like, I'm with you. Water, um, yeah, yeah. you know. And uh, so we get back down down the hill to his shop, and the lights are always on, like always on inside the shop. And so we pull up, and Eurissa, his girlfriend, she's like, "Hey, the lights are off." I was like, oh, that's weird. Like, he's got, I think, one or two light bulbs inside. So I was like, maybe it just burned out, right? Right. And so we pull around this mound of dirt because he was doing some work in the yard. Um, and we pull around this mound of dirt, and there's a pickup sitting there. Uh-oh. And she's like, that's not his pickup. And I'm like, shit, someone's yeah. here, yeah. right? Like, someone's here. So we back up behind the mound of dirt, and we're sitting there. And we call the sheriff's office right like what what else do you do right you're supposed to call law enforcement sure um we're not going to approach them and be like hey what are you doing you know because you don't know what they have you don't know exactly yeah yeah. so we call and they're like yep we'll send a deputy so i'm like cool what do we do for the time being except hide behind this pile of dirt right (laughs) so she's in the passenger seat and we're both nervous my headlights are off i'm like breathing heavy and i'm like right this is I'm anxious, right? Right. So uh, we're sitting there, and a few minutes goes by, maybe two, three, four minutes. And I'm like, man, these cops are taking forever. Right. You know, because being a responder, I'm like, no, we got there quick. Yeah. And yeah. it's like seven minutes, but it feels like forever. Because you're hauling ass to get there. You're hauling ass yeah, to yeah, get there. Yeah. But uh, to me, I was like, well, I called you guys. Where are you? Right. <laughs> like, you're supposed <laughs> right. to be right here. Yeah, yeah, like magic. Yeah. You just came became that person that's usually on the other phone talking yeah. to the dispatcher. It was, yeah. it's, it's not normal. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I'm not the one normally calling for help. Right. Right. Um, so we, we were sitting there waiting, and she's like, hey, the lights are on on the pickup. I'm like, what do you mean the lights are on? And she's like, they're leaving. I'm like, no, they're not. And she's like, yeah, they are. Well, they flip around and the headlights are coming towards the road. So for reference, the road is this way, right? And we're sitting here and they start driving towards the road. And I'm like, I'm not going to let them get away. Like, they're probably stealing stuff of Colton's. Like, what am I going to do? He's got right. a bunch of tools, a bunch of equipment, like right. thousands and thousands of dollars sitting in here. And right. It was around probably a year and a half ago. So that was, you know, people were stealing a lot. It seemed like right. then. So what do I do? I throw it in drive and I'm like, I'm not going to let them leave. And my plan was just to like block them, but they were a little bit quicker than me. Right. So instead I'm just flooring it and I gun it towards them. I hit the side of their vehicle and push them down into the ditch. You T-bone them. Yes, on purpose. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> because I'm like, I'm not letting these dudes get away, right? Like, you're not going to steal from my friend and get away with it. By the way, I'm a 
paramedic so I can help you if I hurt you. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I hit them. They go down into the ditch in front of the in front of the house that's there. And uh, I look over at Erisa and I was like, what do we do now? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> and so I put it in reverse because I'm like, the only thing I can think to do is like back up and just sit here. Right. right. The dude gets out of the pickup and starts like looking at us like he's going to come after us. Except he turns around and starts running. Well, I'm not going to chase you, dude. Like, yeah. we got your vehicle. So, yeah. you're good. Yeah. He wanted um, to play fugitive. He <laughs> wanted to play fugitive. <laughs> he did not win. And that's what's taking the cops so long. He had to stop and take a shit on the side of the road. So, it all, it all, it's, it's it all, it all ties together. It's a weird circle, man. These are all true. <laughs> so, um, we back up. And uh, I'm like, Eurissa, he's taken off. And she's like, well, I don't know what to do. So I was like, we got to get to a place where we're safe, right? Yeah. Like, we don't know where he went. It's pitch black outside. It's like yeah, 11 yeah, o'clock yeah. at night. And so we're in the middle of this open <laughs> field. And there's this dude that just stole from Colton running. So I'm like, this dude's either got a gun. He's got a knife. He's going to come after me. Like, he's identified me. He's going to come to my house. Right. Like, all of these bad right. thoughts. <laughs> right. Um, so we take off, bogging through the cornfield. We're, like, trying to get away because we couldn't get out on the road. Oh, God, dude. So the only option was to go around the buildings to the other side where we could get on the road from there. <laughs> so I throw it in drive, and Eurissa's got a grip on, like, the handle. The oh shit handle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she's screaming, and my pickup's just doing this the whole time. Right. And I'm like, hold on. You know, like, we're going to get through here. So we drive down the road, call 911 again, and tell them what happened. And we're like, yeah, we kind of. The dude's in the ditch now. Right. And the dispatcher's like, what do you mean he's in the ditch? Well, we rammed him. And now he's in the ditch. <laughs> so she didn't understand. But the cops are like, now we can see the lights and we can hear right. the sirens. And there's a lot of them. Like, there's a lot of cops coming. Like, Fort Morgan PD, the sheriff's office, state patrol, like, all these guys. And I'm like, oh, it just got real. Yeah. Right. And so now we can now we're positioned where we can kind of see the house. And we can see where the vehicle is down into the ditch. And I'm like, yours. I don't know where the dude went. Like, I'm not sure where he went. While we're sitting there, the cops are pulling up. Another vehicle pulls out of where the shop area is. Oh wow! And I'm like, Iris, is that Colton's dad's pickup? Sure, shit. They took his pickup. Um, wired it. Like the keys weren't in it, so they must have gotten it started somehow. Hot wired it. Hot wired yeah. it. They pull out, and they're just like they're jumping, uh, little. I don't even, a little berm, if you will, to get out on the road. They get out on the road and just floor it. They just gun it down the road. Wow. Well, all the cops pulled up, but they didn't see that happen. So they weren't chasing him because they didn't know, you know, exactly right. where he was at until we told them, hey, they just stole the pickup and he just went that way. There's another guy in a ditch or running. He's probably down by the river at this point. Right. We don't know where he's at. So we sit there and sit there and sit there, <clears throat> fill out our statements, do the whole thing. Um, we call Colton and we're like, Hey, so something happened. Um, it's not good and you need to come down here. Right. And so he comes out and he's like hauling ass to get out to the farm. Cause he's like, all my stuff is stolen. Right. My pickup's stolen. Other equipment could be stolen. Right. He gets there. Um, he fills out his insurance stuff. We exchange information. They bring out a tow truck, tow the dude's vehicle. They have an ID for him. It wasn't until about two, three months later they found his pickup up in Sterling and it had been scrapped and just parked in somebody's yard, completely demolished, totaled. Um, people just took all, you know, 
they took his vehicle right and took catalytic converter they took the fenders off they took all these things of course and he has a uh, I believe it's a 2021 Dodge Ram, and it's a 3500. So it's a it's a big dually, right? Yeah, yeah it's a few um, bucks. Yeah, yeah, a couple. Yeah, and it was sitting at the shop. He had moved it the day before out to his house on Centennial, and I was like, "Bro, you're so lucky that right. that wasn't there because they would have stolen that." Right. And it was the day before, but he was so lucky. Right. Yeah. And I mean. I talk about anxiety. You thought I had anxiety with that bedpan? Yeah, yeah. Man, I just put this dude in a ditch and I yeah. was so scared. I was waiting for Chris Laporte to pull up and be like, Travis was driving, right? <laughs> <laughs> Travis was driving. <laughs> Go get Tony it. on the phone. Somebody <laughs> did it again. <laughs> um, you know who's lucky in this situation? Uh, don't take offense to this. Uh, You're good. That it was you and that girl and not the yeah. farmer. Yes. Because, I mean, listen, if you're from a big city and you want to rob a farmer, you better be careful because you'll get shot. Right. They will They will pump a shotgun at you. Right? Am I wrong? I no, not at all. They will, they will not hesitate to shoot you, man. You know, they, yeah. they don't care. If you're on their land, they will shoot you, man. So he's lucky it was just you guys checking the water. Right. We're just there. Right. right? Um, he goes out pretty regularly because he doesn't want stuff like this to happen. He right. doesn't want people in his property. Right. Um, and so while he was busy... He called us, asked us to go out there. I mean, so because usually a farmer will pull up and he's got he's got the gun or the hunting rifle on his yep. gun rack in the back of the pickup, right? I mean, so yeah, be be wary uh, if you're big city people if you come to the sticks because right. these farmers don't play around. No. They don't, yeah. As a matter of fact, they're looking for someone to shoot just to, <laughs> just for the experience. Target practice. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Travis, that is a wild story, man. Yeah. All right. So, Vuk, what'd you think about that one? That was that was good. I like that. <clears throat> getting rammed and yeah no, so I, did yeah. you get a ticket or anything did anything happen for no. you to you for the, that guy the insurance didn't cover it because i i was the one that it was intentionally, intentional yeah yeah it was intentional they didn't cover that portion they covered his pickup and you know the stolen property and all those things um but they didn't cover mine and i don't think they can give you a ticket because it was on private it property was on private property so oh, that's I, true. I think yeah i think you get away with that one so we get away with it, but I mean, but that's intense to do too. I mean, because yeah. number one, we just talked about how the farmer will shoot you. You never know what those people have on them, right? And I that was my thought, and that's why we you know bogged right. through the field because I was like, he might have a gun. Yeah, what if he's going across the street where we can't see him and then right. start shooting? Right. I mean, people don't think about that shit no. anymore, dude. Like someone flips you off in traffic, whatever, just laugh and be like, right on, yeah. dude. Whatever. Be careful, man, because people are crazy. They They'll are, chase they, you down. Yeah. They'll pull out a gun. Yeah, they have no impulse control anymore, no. dude. Mm-hmm. They'll shoot you and be like, oh, whoops. You know? My bad. Yeah. yeah. Shit, that was Sorry. good. Yeah. That was an accident. So you're dead, you know? So, yeah. All right. Three great stories, my man. You they did, were. You they were good. Thank brother. you. That was good. Thank you. It was good. Is mom and dad going to listen to this? Uh, I'm going to send it to them. Okay. They'll listen. <laughs> yeah, they will. They're very proud of you, man. They always brag about you when I see them. So, Thank you. And I always argue with them, but they always, they always <laughs> do Sandy always wins, Sandy. So, um, uh, before we go any further, dude, I want to say, um, once again, thank you to the Brush Emporium for giving us this uh, ability to have our studio down here. Yeah. It's very nice of them, very generous of them. If you haven't checked out the Brush uh, Emporium at 210 Clayton Street, please make sure you come by. We're downtown Brush. Uh, what they do upstairs is they have a pizza porium, they have ice cream, they have wings, and they've just add, they're going to add uh, funnel cakes. Awesome! All right, it's been nice. confirmed, Mr. Vokey. It's, it's been, been confirmed. confirmed. I love Fantastic. funnel cakes. Who doesn't? I, I know. Don't, I don't. If you don't, you don't have a soul, I guess. You know. I didn't get one at Bob's Stock because the line was so long, and I was really disappointed. Oh, we should open a funnel cake. That's what we should do. Right. Just told me. It was down the street. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I bet it was. I bet it was. There was, oh, I'll get there in a minute, though. Uh, and uh, also, while you're waiting for your food, they have a shop up there where all the people up there, there's 38 vendors. 
uh, and they all have their own goods, like anything from uh, like noodles. They have boots up there. They have kinds of clothing. They have all kinds of cool stuff. Toys for the kids. They have everything, oh, right? Like candy bouquets. And yeah, cups and what 3D. Was, what was Lizzie checking stuff? out up there? It was the freeze dried candy. Freeze dried candy. You should buy some and take them to her. Is what you should do. Go surprise <laughs> Lizzie. Um, but they have all kinds of cool stuff here, and it's all local people. It's all small town business. So as we say all the time, the Bullhucker. If you don't support small town business, it goes away. Yep. And so does your options. So please make sure you come down and support them. There's four people that open this shop. They really care about the city of Brush. They're good people. And it's shown because they're kicking ass. People support this, and you should too. So please, if you'd like the podcast, support them too. And while you're supporting people, Adam, if you look on the right bottom-hand corner of the screen, on your, if you're on YouTube, it's a little red dot. That's our subscribe button. Go ahead and click that because it's a small click for you, but a huge, a huge click, click for, for us. us, baby. That's right. No matter where you're listening to this, what platform, if it's on iTunes, Stitcher, whatever, uh, iHeartRadio, please leave a rating and review. If we see it, we'll love you. We'll, we'll, we'll shout you out some love on the Bullhucker podcast. So, And uh, if I ask for something stupid, take it with a grain of salt, okay? I mean, <laughs> thanks, Sherman. It was still pretty good. So, All right. <laughs> So please make sure you support these people. Like I said, it's a great place. It's a great thing. So, and uh, without them, uh, we'd still be uh, hauling the folding table around yeah. everywhere. So it was fun, though. It was fun to haul the folding yeah. table. But I really enjoy setting up like we did today in like five minutes. So it mm-hmm. uh, makes me happy in the pants. All right. Mr. Vokey, we have three great stories. Yes, we do. Do you have one in mind? No, I don't. <laughs> I, I do have one in mind when I tell you why it's going to make a lot of sense to you. So what we do, Travis, to decide who has to guess first. We rock, paper, scissors. Okay. Now, how do you rock, paper, scissors? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. God damn, man. We yes. didn't kill this He year. does it the right way. It's horrible, dude. So, <laughs> did you? You haven't watched it. Okay. Matt has figured out. I pulled the Dency. I've been picking the same thing over and over, and I didn't realize I was doing it. Matt has discovered it. So, <laughs> but now I'm, I'm, I'm into now it. Now you're so. cognizant yeah. of it. Damn it. <laughs> All right. I'm even getting killed this year at rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> I've won like three. We're in July. It's awful. It's kind of sad. <laughs> it's <kinda> sad. <laughs> well, thank you, Travis. It's a weird way to kick me while I'm down. All right. <laughs> we have three stories. Fugitive uh, bedpans and stolen pickup. Now, it's hard. The hard part about this is there's two of these I really want to be true. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I think that uh, bedpan is uh, – that's on the line. But I'm going to go and th- – I think that's a true story. I think bedpan is true. I think that's your shame and uh, – Came through on that one, and I like that. So uh, the other one I think is true is stolen pickup. Now, that's tough for me, but those both had a lot of detail in them. Now, okay. if, if you've watched this pod, you've watched a few of yes. these, you said. So it makes me a little nervous that he's watching because he knows I'm a detail whore. Right. But, so I'll always go for the least detail. The reason I'm picking Fugitive is because it had the least amount of detail, although it did have some name drops in it, which also uh, goes on my radar for being a true story. But uh, it had the least amount of detail. So that's... Uh, Cool, because that's the only thing I got. You did a good job telling stories, my man. So I'm going fugitive. Look, what do you got? I don't know. I was kind of thinking. I'm like you. I think bedpan's like on the fence. It's kind. I'm not like real sure one way or the other. Um, I don't know. It's a borrowed story. It's a borrowed story. So I'm gonna go with stolen pickup. Any any reason why? Not necessarily any reason why just kind of body mannerisms were a little different when he was telling that one yeah so i mean i can see as to where i i, I think you might be right on that one but i'm gonna stick with fugitive so, so you're taking stolen pickup i'm taking stolen i'm pickup. taking fugitive let's see that 
Stolen pickup. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd you borrow that from? Colton Baltazar. It happened to him. Yeah, so he was actually the one driving the pickup. That was a true story. Um, him and his girlfriend, Eurissa Maya, were in the pickup. The entire thing was true um, up to like him hitting him, right. going into the ditch. I was the one that he called, and I was coming out and met them at the farm after it had happened. Oh, wow. Good job, Vokey. When you said it, I thought, man, that probably is. It kind of, you know, I don't know. Fugitive is. A true I'm not story. a good liar. I'm not a good liar. Well, so, like, I was like, watching. Like, I'm when like, you were, when you're telling the other two stories, you're like, kind of like look down and kind of in, you know, and it was like some hesitant, like you were recalling the, the yeah. story. Oh, you're with, good. With stolen pickup, you were just like flying through it, like you've been practicing this story, <laughs> like a speech. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's trying to catch so, up. That's good. That's, that's I good. picked out that story at like two o'clock this afternoon. <laughs> no. So yeah. maybe you didn't practice it, but you know what? You laugh, but how many people tell us that? Like a lot of people say they come here and they at the last minute will switch their story. Yeah. They'll pick a different one. I had another one that I was going to use. Do you want to tell it real quick? Um, no, save it right. for later. We'll save it for later. Okay, I'm into it. Uh, so, fugitive is true. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. What's up, Chris Laporte? <laughs> <laughs> Bust my man's chops here, and more importantly, bedpan. Yeah, the bedpan. I, as much as I hate to admit it, that one is also true. That's awesome, man. That's a great story. Uh, this if this podcast goes more than five episodes on a shit story, it just I, I, it's a bad omen in my book. <laughs> How many have we had, Adam? Honestly, oh, I have no idea. Countless, man. Because <laughs> if, we ever, if we ever shit get happens. to <laughs> if we ever get to six, and we need, I've got plenty of shit stories. <laughs> I can, I'm I can you. fill in for you. I tell you, because my Budweiser story, I'm not going to tell it again. I've told it a few times. Uh, that's one of my main stories I tell everybody. Yep. You know, when I want to start this podcast, everybody's got a story they love to tell about themselves. You know, it's their go-to story. That was mine for a long time. You know, and that's that's crazy. I love it so. Oh, that was awesome, man. That was really good. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. it was, I really enjoyed those stories. Man. Thank you. Um, so the ambulance we were yes. talking about earlier. Um, we're talking about trying to find funding for this. We are. Um, so uh, back in March, we had a consultative visit with um, the Northeast RETAC. And RETAC stands for Regional Emergency Trauma Services Advisory Council. And essentially, it's, it's a bunch of different counties that come together. Um, with different directors, uh, medical directors, nurses, and we really kind of lead EMS um, down a good path, right? right, for the state, for the patients that we're managing and leading. And so those guys came out. Um, we had industry leaders from across the state uh, up in Eagle, and we had a director from Chafee County, and we had a nurse from down south in southern Colorado. And so they came out. We interviewed 28 different stakeholder groups in the matter of three days. And so Ouch. it was a lot. We, you know, we were meeting for an hour, and I'm like, hey, we got 10 minutes. We got to go to the next one. Right. And so we really got a good concept of where our care is at because we met with the hospitals we met with county officials we met with accounting departments we met with the fire departments we met with a bunch of different groups that really play a key role in what we do um, and ultimately what the end result was um, we had a final report that was presented to us um, back in june it was on june 23rd and we held it at the fort morgan high school and you can find a copy of the final report on our facebook page it's a pdf it's about 45 pages roughly what exactly is your facebook page it's uh morgan county ambulance Service. okay okay yep and so you can find us on facebook and you can go in and download it or you can reach out to me and i can just send it to you right and uh 
So you can read it. It's a very dry read, especially for those that aren't in the industry and may not know, you sure. know, how the inner workings are of EMS. But it's really kind of geared towards what recommendations the committee had mm-hmm. for us. And so now my goal as the director is to take this information and really digest it and figure out what our next steps are. Right. And one of the biggest things has been funding. Right. Um, right now, our budget is around $1.6 million a year. And I have 17 full-time employees and 15 part-time employees. Right. So we're running, you know, this year we'll run 3,400 calls for service. Right. Which is about 9.8 calls a day. That's nuts. And wow. I have two stations uh, that run full-time, one out of Fort Morgan and one in Brush. And then Wiggins is volunteer, so they respond to calls if I have somebody that's down there. But our agency covers all of Morgan County. And for those that don't know, our, our county is 36 miles by 36 miles. Hmm. And so that's 1,296 square miles. Right. And then, like I just <clears throat> talked about with the bedpan story, we cover New Raymer, right? And that's up in Weld County. And we cover parts of uh, Washington County to the east, and we cover parts of Adams County, right. and then we cover west. And so we cover just about 3,000 square miles, our agency does, and that's a lot of service area. So, I mean, there's going to be stuff coming up. I mean, and yeah. you kind of said it yourself. Uh, being on the city council, I mean, we've had to really work with the police a lot, you know yes. what I mean, because they're, they're hurting too. Yeah. And, it, I mean, if you want to be a cop in this state, it's tough, man. It is. Uh, you know, the, if there's a cop, uh, you see a cop, thank them because they're a badass because they are. They, they are taking on a hell of a hard job nowadays. Um, firefighters, the same thing. Yep. You know, we, they've got a lot of new equipment, and they, they need it all, and they deserve it all, and they bust their ass for it. But EMS does get forgotten a lot, you know. And it's hard because we're a county, we're a county-run entity, so we have – Wiggins, right. um, Orchard, Weldona, Log Lane, Fort Morgan, Brush, Hillrose, Snyder, right. and everything in between. And so we're covering municipalities, we're covering county, um, but our ambulance service is a enterprise fund. And what that means is everything that we collect from billing, either insurances or the patient themselves, that's the money that we have to operate with. Right. And unfortunately, a lot of our population... Um, is Medicare, Medicaid, and Medicare, Medicaid don't pay as well as well, right? Um, which is fine. That's that's the area that we live in. That's our population that we're serving. But um, when you talk about revenues and our costs going up, I mean, for us to purchase a brand new ambulance costs us two hundred eighty thousand dollars. Wow! And the bed that you ride on, you know, the cot. That's $50,000. Right. And so we have a lot of a lot of money invested in this equipment because we want to provide the best care possible to our patients. So you you came to the city council, and I and I, I should have came prepared to that meeting. Okay. You, were, I know you had a very great presentation. Thank you. But one thing, Adam, that was really cool, there's a lot of new technology coming out. Yes. It's important, you know, and it's not cheap. No. And it's, it's stuff that will save one of your loved one's lives. You know, it, it will help save their life, you yes. know, uh, like the compression thing. I thought was really cool. Yep. It, it, it's a machine that gives you its compression. Okay. So I, so there's a new show at the L.A. Fire and yep. Rescue. Uh-huh. They had one of those on there. <laughs> yeah. And I, like, they, it like, just has like this, almost like a piston. Yep. That just does compressions. Yeah. I was right. like, that is cool. It's called a Lucas 3. Yeah. And we have one at each of our stations and it does 99% accurate chest compressions. Wow. That's amazing. But I mean, that's the kind of stuff you need. You know we, what I mean? It's, yeah. But it costs money. It does it cost costs money. It costs money. So, uh, 
the reason I brought all that up, I, don't, I didn't mean to make it uncomfortable for no, no, you. No, 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 you're all. good. Uh, but I mean, just so people, I mean, be aware that something's coming down the line eventually, where we got to help support the EMS. We got, we can't go without you. I don't know what the plan is. Yeah. Um, you know, ultimately, the the county will decide which pathway to go down as right. far as funding, um, whether that's subsidy from general fund or right. or some other source of revenue. But I mean medical supplies is going up we were paying you know four or five dollars for a box of gloves at one point which right. is fairly cheap it's a hundred gloves in a box sure now we're paying close to twenty dollars that's nuts um for a box of gloves but you guys go through gloves like crazy right oh yeah I mean, i'll go through one two three four pairs on a, on one call right of course and so you figure 3400 calls a year you're going through a minimum of four gloves per call yeah that's a lot that is a lot um yeah, that's crazy. It I have a lot of numbers in my head. Yeah, Sorry. No, you're, 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 <laughs> your presentation this is awesome. Is, this is what I do, you know, every day right, and right. look at things like this. So. But but it's cool for someone like me who does not realize some of this stuff. When you came in and pitched it, I was like, wow, because I don't think about it. Well, I, my family member, you saved their life, you know. Oh, well, thank you. That was awesome. Well, thank you, you know. Um, but on a lighter note, not so lighter, I have questions about an ambulance stuff. Yeah. Like uh, you talk about driving. Is yes. there a special driving course I got to take for that? Because that's, that's intense, man. It is intense. Um, the ambulance itself weighs between fifteen and 17,000 pounds. Um, it's a big box on wheels, and it's way more than a regular regular residential vehicle <clears throat> right mm-hmm. that little uh you know sedan that i was driving with all those 10 people right. in the back <laughs> right. um but part of the part of the employment process you have to pass a background you have to get have a driver's license that's valid and all of those things um annually we hold a driving training with all of our staff not just new hires but every single person and it's a cone course so we're right. we're practicing you know how heavy is the vehicle? We want them to get up to 40 miles an hour and come to a dead stop. We want them to know, you know, how, what the distance is that it's going to take for it to stop. Right. Um, you don't have to have any special certifications to drive. You right. can just have a driver's license and drive an ambulance, but we want to make sure that our operators are safe. That's wild. Cause I always think about you guys. Uh, I drive a milk tanker mm-hmm. and when the, when the blizzards hit, that thing's not fun. It has no baffles no. in it. So, but I can't imagine what it's like to drive. Someone who's depending on you to save their life in some conditions like that, that's got to be crazy, right? It's pretty wild. Yeah. Um, being on the interstate, being in the back. Um, I, you know, when I was on a rig and I was working full time doing clinical patient care, I was in the back a lot of the time. Right. And my partner was driving. And it takes a lot of trust for me to instill that you're driving. I, I can't just jump up front, right? Like the window for me to be able to see up front is this right. big. Right. And so if something were to happen, there's no way for me to stop it. Right. That is, that's nuts. I mean, that's takes a lot of balls, man. Thank you for what you do, man. I appreciate that. That's awesome. Thank you. One last question. Yes. Um, what was the first time that something really crushed your soul? In an At work? Yeah. Um, the first time that something really, really bothered me was when I was 16 years old. That's when I started the cadet program. Right. Um, in the fall after I turned 16. So it was way past the fugitive story. But, um, I, you know, growing up in a small community, growing up here, I graduated from Fort Morgan high school. I love the community. I'm really invested in the people. I have a lot of friends just like you guys. I have a lot of family, you know, my parents are here and I was not prepared to run on my friends and family and to have a 911 call. We get the address, right? So we're, we're notified of what the address is and what the complaint is. We don't know who the person is. Right. We don't know who we're responding to. Right. And so to show up and have a real dear friend of mine pass away 
um, it hurt. Of course. You know, and then past that, kids bother me. Kids, pediatric of, calls. Of course, man. Bug me so much. And, and there were nights that, you know, I was still living with my parents at the time. And I would go home and I'd just be sobbing. And huh. I'm just a mess. And, of course, I, I can't talk about it because it's work and HIPAA, HIPAA and yeah, all yeah. of those things. And so I can't, I can't talk about it. And my mom knew as soon as I walked in the door that it wasn't a good shift Yeah, yeah. and I just needed a hug and I just needed to sit with her. Yeah. And we didn't talk. We didn't talk about anything. She just reassured me. She held me. Right. Um, and I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Right. Like, I don't know. I was questioning my, myself, my own abilities. I was like, I'm of not course. sure if I can, be an EMT. I don't know if I can be a paramedic. Right. And the more I, the more I started doing it, and the more I pushed myself. One thing that kept me really grounded in healthcare was I would rather me show up to a friend or to a family member, and me be able to walk in the door and know that person by name. It brings a lot of comfort to them and a lot of right. comfort to me knowing right. that I was taken care of. Well, of course. I mean, you want to know the guy coming in the door. You know, yeah. When strangers are surrounding you, that's gonna be a scary thing. It's it's hard. You know. And to comfort somebody by first name. And to be able to hug, you know, somebody sure. that, you know, brings a lot of reassurance and makes things feel better, even right. though they may not be. Is there any kind of therapy they offer for you guys? I mean, is there like a, a service you guys can call for to talk about this kind of thing? Or is there there are services that are offered across the state right now. Um, Morgan County Ambulance isn't partnered with any of those specifically, um, but our health insurance that's provided through the county does offer counseling services. Good. Um, a majority of our staff goes in regularly. I go every three weeks. Um, and that's not something that I'm ever shameful to say because I think mental health in any day and age, no matter what your profession is, is really important. Um, and like I explained to my staff, don't be ashamed of it because we're seeing things that a normal person would never see nine and 10 times a day. Dude, I can't even agree with you more. There's, there's zero wrong with therapy. Do go get some. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm a huge like advocate for that too yeah. i think it's it's great i think so. it used to be a taboo subject and, and topic <clears throat> right. for people to talk about right um even my parents generation was like eh, i don't know right you know but um they support me they support me my <clears throat> friends support me i support them and you you got to take care of yourself i've had a few friends that have done therapy i never have personally you know what i mean um because you know I, I used to drink that's how i you know what I'm saying? yeah get hammered on it. but i've had a few friends that went to therapy and it's changed them it does for the better yes you know i would I, mean? I i went for probably a year yeah, yeah. so we used to call him big angry at budweiser man <laughs> this guy used to blow his top but then you, you went and he's the most mellow man i know now you yeah know i mean he He's too easy going. Went to therapy and got divorced, and I'm a new man. I try, right. I, I try to piss him off sometimes, and I can't. I mean, I'm good at it, bro. I'm good at it. You know what I mean? Was it the therapy or the divorce? Well, I was in therapy because of the divorce, so okay. it was kind well. of a hand-in-hand hand type thing. <laughs> so. yeah, but it all turned out okay, man. Yep, yeah, it, did. it all turned out okay. Uh, yeah, Travis, I want to thank you so much. This has been a great episode, man. Thank you, Larry. Yeah, and I, I do want to ask one thing. I ask everybody this because when I got here, you said you were a little nervous. Yeah, absolutely. You super nervous? Um, no, I mean – you could probably tell telling these stories. I was yeah. a little bit nervous having sure. conversation, a little bit nervous when we switch topics to the ambulance. Yeah. That just flows. Yeah, right? yeah. That just flows out of me, but that's what I do every day. So right. coming here dressed in jeans and a regular polo, like yeah. a normal person, yeah. um, was <laughs> a little nerve wracking. Cause in your free world. Yeah. yeah. Normally I'm in a uniform, right? So right. I have, I have my uniform on and I know exactly what I'm going to say. Just like when I came to the city council meeting, right. I knew what I was going to say, right? right? I've practiced this presentation a million times. Right. 
Um, coming tonight, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know how it's going to flow out of my mouth. Right. I have no practice. It's like when I saw you Wednesday and I asked, are you ready for Friday? He's like, uh, I got I real nervous. Know. I was like, uh, I'm not sure. You kind of told me that a few times too. I saw you before the drive played. Yep. The reason I asked you that question is, uh, I asked this question. Would you come back and do it again? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So my, my biggest problem, not problem, the thing I struggle with most is people that don't, they want to come do this. But they're nervous to come do it. Yeah. So some of them are just like, oh, I can't, I can't. You know what if I mean? he asked you, you need to come do it. Thank you, Travis. You're thank welcome. you. And once again, thank you so much for coming on. Yes, thank you. Hey, I'm Moose Lundstrom. I'm Adam Bokey. Next time, peace. Peace.